Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny Hampton, coming to you with another exciting message. But I want to let you know first, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. Boy, do I got a word for you today. This word hits home. Uh, if you ever made a mistake and, and you didn't trust God, we finished to find out about this person uh, who didn't trust God. God had already told his mother what would happen. And I got a surprising title for this message because we're going to deal with something, something really big. Uh, you know, something really big at the end of the day. I want to thank all those who listen to the podcast. You know, I thank all the people that listen in Russia, Iran, Canada, Spain, and United Kingdom. Thanks for, you know, listening to the word. I appreciate that you take the time to listen to the word of God. I thank all the people in the United States. I thank the people in Illinois, the people in South Carolina, the people in Wisconsin, the people in New York who have listened to this podcast show. I thank you for taking the time out to make time just to just to hear what the Lord has placed on my heart. So I'm sending all of y'all a shout out today. But this is going to be one of the biggest messages that I want to talk about. Dealing with the supplanter, the liar, Jacob. We're going to see how this lie that Jacob does to get the blessing and how he had to encounter things. I want you to understand Jacob is one of the partitioners. In other words, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they are the three people who are going to build God a family, a nation, Israel. Now, Jacob's name means supplanter, which means liar. But in the end result, he's going to get a name change. His name is going to be changed from Jacob to Israel. But before he becomes Israel, he has to deal with the things that, uh, that made him have to flee his home. And so we're going to talk about this, and I want you to be excited because guess what? Even when you mess up, God has a plan and a destiny for your life. It ain't over with. In other words, at the end of the day, you know, if you're still breathing, shout hallelujah. Now, this message comes through the night watch. It comes through the night watch, talking to God, praising God in the middle of the night, at midnight, just talking to God, crying out to God, five o'clock in the morning. This is the, the word that God gives me to deal with. So I want to let you know that I don't know where you at or what you're going through, but I want to let you know you're not alone. God is with you and whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. God will fight for you. 
He would stand by your side. He would dry the tears out of your eyes. He'll give you hope when you don't see no hope. This is the God that we serve. Now today, I'll be reading from the NIV today. And we're just going to be in Genesis. We're going to go through a couple of chapters. And we're going to talk about Jacob. We're going to talk about how he gets transformed to be this person who's going to head the 12 tribes going to come from him. They're going to eventually go down to Egypt, 70 in number. And when they come out 400 years, they're going to come out in millions. Let me tell you something about uh, when you go through agony and adversities. It produces life. So guess what? The more they were in Egypt, the more hardship they went through, the more affliction they went through. You know what that really did? That made that relationship between a husband and wife that much stronger. So when they came home, they were able to be more intimate with one another. They were able to hold one another through the midst of their pain. And they started to produce and produce. Now remember, I'm, I want you to understand this. In Genesis, we in Genesis, God said, be fruitful and multiply. So God had gave Adam and Eve that mandate. But the children of Israel, they're going to fulfill that mandate. They're going to be fruitful and multiply, but they're going to be fruitful and multiply through pain. Now, uh, you know, like, and, and just a backdrop about this, that uh, God even tells Abraham what's, what's going to happen, but he tells him that he's going to bring these people out, that whatever hardship that they had, but when they leave that place, they was going to spoil it. They was going to take the wealth out of there when they left. You know, one of the great things about the children of Israel being in the wilderness, when God placed them in the wilderness, do you know why he placed them in the wilderness? This is the one reason that he did. No nation could claim Israel as his own. In other words, because they didn't, they didn't have a home. God was going to take land from other people and give it to them. So I just want you to understand that because, you know, these things I want to share with you, the things that God has shared with me, I want to share it with you. In other words, that's the reason I'm talking about, you know. So when you look at the children of Israel, you see them in the wilderness, but they don't go into the promise until after Moses is dead, then Joshua take them in. And like I said, I got a word for you today. The supplanter, the liar, Jacob. And I hope that you're ready for this message because it's something that I'm encouraged and excited about to share. The consequences, the pain of failure, of the lie. And so we're going to start out in Genesis chapter 25 of we want to be reading from the NIV Bible, but before we get started, you know, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart, man. You know, we're going to start out in prayer because we have to. We have to pray. Prayer is the only way things can change. So let's pray. Oh, precious Father, in the name of Your Son Jesus Christ, I just thank you for today, Father. I thank you for this word today. 
I thank you, Father, for the night watch. I thank you, Father, for the, the praise and, and, and giving you the glory and talking to you all night, uh, glorifying you. Father, this is your word. Father, I love you. I pray, Father, for the homeless. Because tonight, Father, there's some people who don't have heat. Some people don't even have coats or a place to stay. Uh, in the city of Chicago, we got homeless people all over, up under viaducts. I know this is a problem all over the world, Father, and I'm praying for everybody over the world who's dealing with homelessness, that you would bless them in this season. This is Advent. We're preparing for the birth of our Savior. I pray, Father, for those who are in the hospital during this time. I pray, Father, for those who are incarcerated. I pray for the people who are just tired of the COVID situation, who want to see things change, Father. I ask you to give it to them. I ask you to help them, Father. I ask you to bless these people. Father, I ask you just to show them a token of your affection and your kindness for them. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Now, I'm ready, y'all. I hope that y'all ready. And I'm talking about, you know, because we have to get into some meat or some things. And I'm going to show you just, you know, how God really works when it comes to faith and trust in God. Uh, we're going to dive right into, like I said, Genesis chapter 25. And we're going to start at verse 19. And I'm just going to just share this with you because this is the word of God. This is the account of Abraham, son Isaac. Abraham became the father of Isaac, and Isaac was 40 years old when he married Rebekah, the daughter of Bethlehem, the Aramean, from Padan, Aram, and the sister of Laban. Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife because she was barren, and the Lord answered his prayer, and his wife Rebekah became pregnant. The babies jousted each other with her. And she said, why is this happening to me? So she went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb. Two people from within you will be separated. One people will be stronger than the other. And the other would serve the younger. Now, I want you to see that because this is, this is where, you know, this is God speaking. He's telling Rebecca something that he wants her to know. The Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb. And two people from within you will be separated. One people will be stronger than the other. And the older will serve the younger. When time came for her to give birth, they were twin boys in her womb. The first to come out was red, and his whole body was like a hairy garment. So they named him Esau. After this, his brother came out with his hands grasping Esau's heel. So he was named Jacob, Isaac was 60 years old 
when Rebecca gave birth to them. Now, I want you to see this. Now, Isaac did something that his father couldn't do. God had told Abraham that Sarah will, you know, bear him a son. But through life and things, his wife told him to go be with Hagar. And so Ishmael came about. But the child that God had promised Abraham was Isaac. And this is, I want you to understand, that uh, Jacob is going to be the prototype of Christ. And this is what I want you to, want you, want you to see. And what I mean by that is, Adam was the first. Esau is the oldest. But scripture says right here that the older will serve the younger. In other words, so when Jesus comes, he's the, he's the new Adam. Uh, and so God explains to the mother that this is what's going to happen. That in God's divine infant wisdom, it, it's, going to, it's, it's, it's going to occur. Whether she does anything or whether Jacob does anything. So when you are serving God and God gives you something, don't lean to your understanding. Trust what God is doing and just follow his blueprint because God is not going to, he's not going to steer you astray. And so... Also, now this is what Jacob did. It says that his wife came to him and asked him to pray. He was 40 years old when he prayed. And his scripture said he was 60 years old when these twins came. So that meant that he prayed and it took 20 years for that promise to come to pass. And it came to pass, not, you know, time it came to pass. But it, scripture doesn't show no inconsistency with Isaac where he went to try to conceive a child with another woman. So he had the ability. To me, I believe that Abraham, when he spoke to Isaac, he spoke to him and said, hey, your brother Ishmael, yes, he's here, but he's here not because he was the promise. He was of the flesh. I didn't wait on the Lord. And so... This is how he came about. But you, God said that you are my one and only son. And this is prototype. I want you to see John 3, 16 in this because you got to see it. If you, don't, if you don't see it, you'll miss it. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God always declared to Abraham that Isaac was his one son, the only son that God recognized. So this is what I mean, that he's... Jacob is going to be a prototype of the second coming of the second Adam, which is Christ. And it says this in verse 27, the boys grew up and Esau became a skillful hunter, a man of the open country, while Jacob was a quiet man, stand among the tents. Isaac, who had a taste for wild game, loved Esau, but Rebekah loved Jacob. See, the parents got conflict. One parent loves one son. The other parent loves the other son. And so this is conflict. This is, this is conflict in the home setting. And because of this, Jacob is going to become a liar. 
because he's going to do something. Because his mother heard from God, but they went about it in a different way. Because I believe that whatever God wanted to do with Jacob, he didn't need the assistance of what was going to happen. And so let's go on. Once when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau came in from the open country, famished. And he said to Jacob, quickly, let me have some of that red stew. I'm famished. That is why he was also called Etten. Jacob replied, first of all, first sell me your birthright. See, Jacob hustling already. Talking about, you know, his brother's hungry. In other words, he's trying to, you know, take from his brother right then. He said, sell me your birthright. Look, I'm about to die, Esau said. What good is my birthright to me? But Jacob said, swear to me first. So he swore an oath to him, selling his birthright to Jacob. See, to supplanting, in other words. So, you know, this is something that, you know, instead of feeding his brother, you know, the Bible says, you know, when you see someone hungry, give them. In other words, this was his brother, but he saw opportunity to take something that he didn't have to take from his brother. He just could have fed his brother. But he got the birthright because Esau didn't realize that he was despising his birthright. And this is where had a first Adam despise what God was telling him in the garden. I want you to see this. Because God gave Adam instructions. Esau knew that he was the firstborn. And his birthright, he should have never gave away. Just like Adam should have never ate from that tree. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and some lentil stew. He ate it and drank it. And then got up and left. So Esau despised his birthright. He didn't even know that he was being set up. He didn't even know that he was being set up. He was being set up to fail. Because he didn't honor his place as being the firstborn. He gave it up for some lentil and stew. But this ain't, this is just the beginning. In other words, I want you to understand, this is just the beginning of what we're getting ready to get into. Now, like I said, that was Genesis chapter 25, but we're going to bypass Genesis 26 and go to Genesis 27 because I want to deal with Jacob. And I want you to see the price that he paid for the lie. Big price. Verse 1. When Isaac was old and his eyes were so weak that he could no longer see, he called for Esau, his older brother, and said to him, My son. Here I am. He answered, Isaac said, I am now an old man. I do not know the days of my death. Now then get your weapon, your quiver and your bow and go out to the open countries to hunt 
some wild games for me. Prepare me the kind of tasty food I like. See, Jacob getting ready to bless him. But here comes the, the lie. Here comes the supplanter. It's, it's, this, is, this is where things go all the way wrong. Prepare for me the kind of tasty food I like and bring it to me, to me to eat so that I may give you my blessings before I die. Now Rebecca was listening as Isaac spoke to his son Esau. When we got to get there. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. When Esau left for the open country to hunt game and bring it back, Rebecca said to her son Jacob, Look, I overheard your father saying to your brother Esau, Bring me some game and prepare me some tasty food to eat so that I may give you my blessing in the presence of the Lord before I die. Now, my son, listen carefully and do what I tell you. Go out to the flock. Bring me two choice young goats so I can prepare some tasty food for your father just the way he likes it. Then take it to your father to eat so that he may give you his blessing before he dies. See, now... Jacob, because like I told you, he took the birthright in other words. Now, he doesn't have the conscience to realize, say, hey, mom, I ain't going to lie to my dad. See what I'm saying? He don't understand that, you know, at this time, what is meant to be something good at this moment is going to cost him some time in life. So I want you to see this. I want you to see this and see this. And so he's going to hasten to what his mother tells him to do. But this is going to set his life on a course. And on the course, he's going to be redeemed. Remember, he's one of the practitioners. In other words, you know, hey, he in talking about he's the man. Regardless of his downside, God is going to use him in spite of him. In other words, he can't blow God's plan for his life. He can't blow it, even though it appears that he's doing everything, but God is going to fulfill his plan through men. Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, but my brother Esau is hairy, is a hairy man, and I am a man with smooth skin. What if my father touched me? I will appear to be tricking him and would bring down a curse on myself rather than a blessing. Guess what? He, you know, he didn't figure out the consequences on his own. But because he loves his mother, like I said, this he was his mother's favorite. Esau was the father's favorite. And so, you know, she put him in a hard place. That's a hard place to be in. You know, do I listen to my mama or do I listen to myself? What do I do? And this is what his mother said, because there's a penalty for her too. His mother said to him, my son, let the curse fall on me. Just do what I say. 
go and get them for me. So he went and got them and brought them to his mother. And she prepared some tasty food the way his father liked it. Then Rebecca took the best clothes of Esau, her oldest son, which she had in the house and put them on her younger son, Jacob. She also covered his hands and the smooth parts of his neck with goat skin. Then she handed to her son Jacob's tasty food and the bread she had made. See, now this is really some stuff, right? She's talking about, this is some, you know, I'm talking about, this is some, this is some trickery stuff. In other words, see, Isaac, he can't see. He's in time. In other words, because the only way you can trick somebody got to be, they got to be blind, in other words. And so, and because she's his wife and she's been cooking for him since they've been married. In other words, her food is going to taste it because she knows what her man like. And so, and you see what happens. It says that she had some of Esau clothes and she took them and she put them on her son. This is a transformation. In other words, this is Jacob becoming the older brother in the goat hair and all this stuff. You know, in other words, at the end of the day, she had the ability. This is what I'm talking about. If you're in a relationship, listen to me. So this is so you can be clear. If you're in a relationship and you marry and talking about and you and you talking to someone, tell them the truth because what she should have did, she should just went to her husband and say, Hey, uh, God told me that you need to bless Jacob. In other words, because God told him. In other words, he had a relationship with God. Don't you think he would have listened to his wife? You see how this whole lot of things get twisted because she didn't have the ability to talk to her husband and tell him what God told him. In other words, they didn't even have to get no goats. They didn't have to get no, make no tasty meal. All she had to do was stand on the word of God. I want you to see this. And so sometimes when failure happens because we don't stand on the word of God. And so because of this, this is why he becomes supplanter. In other words, because there's no confidence in God. And some of you ever been in that place where you haven't had confidence in God, where you trust God. You know, one of the things that I had to find out what was faith. In other words, you know, I had I'm talking about I had to find out. In other words, faith is, you know, believing in the impossible. That's just a short, you know, just a short way of saying it. In other words, believing that God can do something that no one can do. Your faith says that you believe that it can happen. And so she does this and he does that. And then, you know, this is where we're going to go on. And, and we're going to see what happened. So he went and got them and brought them to his mother. And she prepared some tasty food, just the way his father liked it. Then Rebecca took the best clothes of Esau, her oldest son, which she had in the house, and put them in her put it on her younger son, Jacob. She also covered his hands with smooth parts of his neck with the goat skin. Then she handed to her son, Jacob's, the tasty food and the bread she had made. He went to his father and said, my father, yes, my son, he answered, who is it? Jacob said to his father, 
I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you told me. Please sit up and eat some of my game so that you may give me your blessing. You know, I'm going to tell you like this. Every parent should, you know, just walk over to their child right now. Place their hand on their child and speak a blessing over their child. Because this is passing down. He's getting ready to pass down everything that God has given him because his father did it to him and his grandfather did it to his father. Isaac asked his son, how did, did you find it so quickly, my son? The Lord your God gave me success, he replied. See, no, he didn't lie on God. <laughs> you know, in other words, this lie keeps getting big and big. In other words, it's just not one part, it's multiple parts. In other words, you know, and you know, so, and no one is taking account the consequence of the lie. Then, as it says to Jacob, come near so I can touch you, my son, to know whether you really are my son Esau or not. So Jacob went close to his father, Isaac, who touched him and said, the voice is the voice of Jacob, but the hands are the hands of Esau. He did not recognize him for his hands were hairy like those of his brother Esau. So he blessed him. Are you really my son Esau? He asked. See, you know, the lie continues to go. In other words, you see it's multiple layers. In other words, I want you to see that, you know, because of, you know, one lie, you end up with another lie. Then you end up with another lie. Then you end up with destroying yourself. Okay. I want you, I want you here. I want you, I want you to notice. He said, I am, he replied. Then he said, my son, bring me some of your game to eat so that I may give you my blessing. Jacob brought it to him and he ate and he brought some wine and he drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, come here, my son, kiss me. So he went to him and kissed him. When Isaac caught the smell of his clothes, he blessed him and said, see, what the mother did, she was so crafty. She took Esau's clothes that he had because he had it sent into it. See, I'm talking about, now you see how many parts of this lie? This lie keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. In other words, because guess what? There's no faith in what God told her, and all she had to do is go talk to her husband. So I'm just telling all you people that are married, if you got a significant other, tell them what's going on. Don't withhold it, because in the end, it's going to bring doom to you. Okay. So it goes like this. And the smell of him, my son, is like the smell of the field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you of heavens do the earth richness and the abundance of grain new wines may nations serve and people who bow down to you be you be lord over your brothers and may the sons of your mother bow down to you may those who curse you be cursed and those who bless you be blessed and after jacob had finished blessing him jacob had scarcely left his father present. His brother Esau came in from hunting. He too prepared some tasty food and brought it 
to his father. Then he said to him, my father, sit up and eat some of my game so that you may give me your blessing. Now, this is the fallout. His father asked him, who are you? I'm your son. He answered, your firstborn. See, remember, he ain't the firstborn. He sold his birthright. So in other words, he can't even claim that. Esau, Isaac trembled violently and said, who was it then that I, that hunted game and brought it to me? I ate just before you came and I blessed him. And indeed, he will be blessed. I want you to understand how powerful this blessing is. See, because you got to understand that what Jacob is doing, he's transferring authority, which meant that he knew, he, in other words, this is a prototype of God. So in other words, when God speaks, whatever God says come to pass. So what, what, what Isaac is telling Esau is, hey, I didn't gave him the blessing. I can't take it back. I not already spoke it. Understand? That's God. So you, I want you to see God. Because you see God, you see, you understand that when God says something, it doesn't change. And this is why he was trembling violently and said, who was it then that hunted game and brought it to me? I ate just before you came. I blessed him. And indeed, he will be blessed. When Esau heard his father's word, he burst out with a loud and bitter cry and said to his father, bless me too, my father. But he said, your brother came deceitfully and took your blessing. Esau said, it is not he rightly named Jacob. He has deceived me these two times. He took my birthright and now he has taken my blessing. Then he asked, have not you reserved any blessings for me? And Isaac answered Esau, I have made him Lord over you and have made all his relatives his servants. And I have sustained him with grain, new wine. So what can I possibly do for you, my son? Esau said to his father, do you have only one blessing, my father? Bless me too. Then Esau wept aloud. His father Isaac answered, Your dwelling would be away from the earth of richness, away from the dew of heaven. Above, you will live by the sword, and you will serve your brother. But when you grow restless, you will throw his yoke from off your neck. That's powerful, isn't it? you know that when God says something, you know, it doesn't change. Let's look at this. Esau had a grudge against Jacob because of the blessing his father had given him. He said to himself, the day of mourning for my father I near, then I would kill my brother Jacob. When Rebekah was told what her older son Esau had said, she sent her younger son, Jacob, and said to him, your brother Esau is consoling himself with the thoughts of killing you. Now then, my son, do what I say. Flee at once to my brother Laban in Haran. Stay with him, 
for a while until your brother's fury subsides. When your brother is no longer angry with you and forget what you did to him, I'll send a word for you to come back from there. Why should I lose both of you in one day? That's really powerful. Now see, now Esau, he want, he want blood. Man, this dude didn't duke me twice, man. And so he wants to kill his brother, but his mother is right there. She sent him away. She's going to make him flee. And so I want y'all to, I want you to know this, that, you know, there's a, there's a price in everything that we do. And so just want you to see that. And I want you to know that God sits on the throne. And like I said, the title of this message is very simple. The supplanter, the liar, Jacob. I just want to let you know that the consequences are severe when we make our wrong decisions. So I want to tell you whatever's on your heart and man is on God's heart and man, you're not alone. If you have any prayer requests, please send them in. And for the sake of time, I know that this is going to be a two-part series because we got more to go, and I don't want to give it all to you at one time because that's too much on you at one time. So we're going to close in prayer. Oh, precious Father, name your son Jesus Christ. I just thank you for the day. I thank you, Father, for this message about the supplanter, the liar, Jacob. And, Father, I thank you, Father, that this will be a blessing to the people. I pray, Father, that you give them their hearts desire during this holiday season as we celebrate Christmas, the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I want to tell you I love you. Remember that you're not alone. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And we would, I would finish up with part two tomorrow. Love you, bye.